Hello and welcome to the second ever episode of the newly named Movie Morons Podcast. I'm Alex Sabrino and joining me is my fellow moron and good friend, Will Simon. Hi. Hey, I guess this is really the first ever recorded episode of the Movie Morons Podcast. And then next week, we'll just have a totally different name for you. So it's it's a premiere episode every week, really. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. It's always an event. Uh, let's see what name Rob Sestanero gives us next time. But thank okay. him for the name Movie Morons. Yeah, I mean, that's really one of the few things we can thank him for. <laughs> no, nothing else, really. Nothing neither, else. No, nothing. Happy right, Father's uh, Day, Rob. Yep, and to all the fathers out there who might be listening to this, besides him, if he ever even listens to this. Um, well, do you want to tell these lovely people what we're going to be doing this time? Yeah, so today we are going to talk about the six movies that have come out since we last spoke to you all. Um it was a much better two weeks than the entire month of May, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, Alex is going to go through our list in reverse order, going from the worst to the best of all the movies that came out. And he's going to give the scores. We both gave the movie out of 10. And then I'm going to go through the plot, you know, give that cast. And then we're going to talk about him. And then at the um, end, we'll have some spoiler discussion. All righty. Um... So we usually start this at the bottom of the barrel, which involves a lot of ranting, and I'm pretty sure we'll have some ranting of how stupid this one is. Uh, Let's see. Will, you gave this a whole 2.8. I gave it a 2.2, leading to our average of 2.5. That's right. It is the lovely, lovely movie called Action Point. Yes. Action Point (laughs) featuring cast members from Jackass. Action Point is a quote-unquote comedy where Johnny Knoxville tells his granddaughter about his time running an amusement park and how he had to fight to keep it from getting shut down. And what a story of fighting the man, a story of rebellion, a story of family, and a story that we've already forgotten. Uh, You mean forgotten the minute we left the theater? Yes. Well, actually, I think I kind of forgot it halfway through, but... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, most of this movie is honestly just filler. Like, I was, I feel like it could have been okay if it was more stunts and just more like a jackass movie. But basically, all the stunts that are in the movie are in the trailer, like the two minute long trailer. And the rest of the movie is this really, it's a mix of like overly sentimental uh, BS with Johnny Knoxville like connecting with his daughter. And they they do no work to actually make you care about any of these characters, though. Um, yeah, no work is an understatement. <laughs> it's just bad. And I mean, well, I thought you were too generous when you scored this because I can't even find much of anything I laughed at besides the the um, flashbacks I did with Knoxville talking to his granddaughter, mm-hmm. which was maybe for a whole five, ten minutes in the movie, and that's probably the only times I even laughed. Yeah. Or no, not even laughed, maybe chuckled or grinned a little bit. Yeah, I mean, do you think anyone in this movie gave a good performance? Because I, I think it's impressive how no one did well. Uh, I was trying to think. Actually, I can give you one. Ooh. 
Um, and I'm not, well, maybe good compared to the rest. Um, the kid who played uh, Rodney, I believe his name was, who, um, for those of you who don't know, he played um, basically uh, Johnny Knoxville's um, numbers guy at the at the park and would, like, tell Knoxville how many people aren't showing up. I thought he was all right. I mean, he did what he had to do in, the, like, the minute he was in there. If we had seen more of him... This might have been a little less terrible, but I, mean, I, even- I really had to think about who you were talking about, and I didn't know until you said the numbers guy. So I guess that sort of says it all. Oh, oh no. It's a, I, when you said, did anyone do well, I ran through all the cast members I even remembered in my head really quickly. And I'm like, who was not just terrible? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really felt like his granddaughter was just... I don't even know what she was doing the whole time. Like she was all right. Uh, I mean, she's a kid, but I'm not gonna give her a pass just because she's a child. Yes, I criticize all performances equally, and I hate kids. Yeah. Yep, you hate the kids. I hate the old people. This is a movie neither of us enjoyed. Exactly, <laughs> it was a mix of our two <laughs> least favorite things. Oh yes. And the adult and the actual adults in here were just, uh, yeah. Well, I think. Right. Um, I don't know. What did you like about this movie? Was there anything? Oh God. Uh, why do I get the tough questions? What did I like? I mean, I like that guy's performance. I don't even know who played him, but um, the you know look that up. Guy. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure his name was Rodney because I, I mean, just remember not. Like, he had like three lines in it. Okay, that's what he didn't... Yeah, he wasn't bad. His name is Eric Manaka. Good job, Eric Manaka. <laughs> you were not terrible in this shit show. You really crushed um, it. What did I... Lo- I mean... A little bit of the granddaughter, like, messing with Grandpa Knoxville had a little, like, stupid chuckles here and there. Yeah. Where, I don't know, that, that was okay, and I guess... When you're looking for anything to find any bit of enjoyment in a comedy movie or using comedy in air quotes, because I don't know what the hell you'd call this trash. Things it happened. Made me, it made me chuckle. It's the only reason I didn't give this like a negative five. Mm. I mean, gotcha. it had a. it was also better than four of the movies I've seen this year. So, yeah. You know, I was I was hoping as things got to the end when uh, just like people are starting to storm the park. You see this uh, this one like guy has been a douche the whole time. He's like starting yeah. to get trampled by the crowd. I was hoping it would go into like full Final Destination mode and he'd just get like trampled to death and there'd just be That's like really... That's what I was looking for. That's what I was... And, uh, and then they all like run around him. I'm like... Yeah. What? It's like what? Why? If you're going to be an over-the-top uh, over-the-top comedy, you know, might as well just go all the way with it. Yeah, also, I don't understand what lease deal that you make where the minute you give up all the rights to a piece of oh, land... Yeah. Uh, set, set that up for our for our audience who definitely all didn't right, see th- this movie. All right, this, this might be a little spoiler, but you're not going to probably watch this movie anyway, and even if you do, this really is not important, just like the entire movie. Um, so near the end... Um, Knoxville decides he wants to give the land to um, this evil corporate boss who's been, like, being a douche the whole movie. 
And so Knoxville and his little employees of garbage are on are inside the park. It's locked to the outside. Then there's a big crowd of people uh, waiting to get in. So Knoxville's genius idea, I mean, probably the best idea he had in the whole movie, though really doesn't say much, um, was to sign the sign the deal giving this evil guy the property and then opens the park, which is just completely illogical on so, so many grounds. Yep. And it immediately it immediately gives the land over to this guy and makes him liable for all the damages done to people on the on the land. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense either. I'm no law expert. I'm no law expert, but so, I'm no blah blah blah. But you know, <laughs> doesn't add up to me. Yeah. So all right. So what I what I'm going to do is I'm going to open my own amusement park of torture. Um, torture all my enemies and then sign it over to some guy and then boom they're liable for everything yeah honestly what is what does johnny knoxville have against amusement parks because he really uh like goes in on these big corporate amusement parks trying to take over the world but it's like i would rather go to like fucking six flags than this place where i can die like what's wrong with like this isn't a bad thing in the world (laughs) And it makes them out to be this huge enemy. <laughs> I have a bigger question than that. What does Johnny Knoxville have against humanity? He keeps making this garbage. He keeps hurting himself, too. He, he hurts us more. That's a, that's a good philosophical, I, philosophical I, I didn't, question. I, I didn't pay a dollar to see this movie, and I got ripped off. So, Oh, oh speaking of which... Um, what became already a bad sign to this one. So I saw this one in a mall near me and outside like the movie theater is this lady who probably smoked like a hundred cigarettes a day has an old lady with this most raspy voice, just asking people to enter a raffle for like trips and stuff. And she would not stop the five minutes I was trying to buy the ticket. And then I come out of the theater and she still doesn't shut up. And you hate old people. No, I don't. So that must have been a really awful experience for you. Uh, uh, well, she she was just oh, free raffle. That's all I heard in the most. Yeah, that was just bad. Uh, and of, but of course, it was fitting that I saw Action Point uh, during that experience. <laughs> oh, but dear lord, um, yeah, this movie sucked a lot. It's pretty bad. Let's go on to our next one. Yeah, please. Uh, alrighty. So our next movie was rated a 3.9 by you, Will, and I went up to a whole 5.6, which is our biggest discrepancy so far. Overall, excuse me. Leading to our average score of a whole 4.8. It was the very interesting movie called Hotel Artemis. Yes, so... We just watched it all. Set in riot-torn near-future Los Angeles, Hotel Artemis follows the nurse, played by Jodie Foster, who runs a secret members-only emergency room for criminals, including Sterling K. Brown, Charlie Day, and Sophia Butella. And other cast members include Dave Bautista, Jeff Goldblum, and Jenny Slate. I mean, like, what an all-star cast, right? Uh, Can I say something, though? We just spoke about Action Point, which had about no good performances. Even though I didn't love the plot of this movie... Almost every performance here was was actually pretty good, especially Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie Foster was great. 
she was unbelievable. And I, I just had so much fun watching her like limp around, um, trying to be a nurse. Uh, a nurse to criminals yet while still trying to enforce some rules i love watching people limp around <laughs> yeah and i thought and i th- and i'm the one who hates old people right yeah exactly um uh the one person i thought didn't give a good performance was charlie day because he basically gave the same performance here that he gave in pacific rim uprising which i'm sure everyone saw uh oh, he's just this over the top villain who has no other characteristics than being unlikable you know what i think that's a good role for charlie day he knows what he's good at and <laughs> so do the people at Hotel artemis and like we're just gonna make you do this over and over again i can't argue with that yeah and i mean i, th- I still think charlie day is better in like comedies but yeah he for was sure. fine he was fine but i mean you look at this cast i mean jodie foster knocked that out of the park dave bautista as her bodyguard was just terrific. I loved him. Oh, God, I loved him. Um, Sterling K. Brown was great. Uh, it's just, I had some... Oh, and Jeff Goldblum, who was in the movie for a few minutes. Yeah, I I actually Pretty didn't good. know he was going to be in the movie, so it was a huge, like... Wasn't he in the trailer? I didn't Wasn't watch he the, in the trailer? I don't remember the trailer. <laughs> okay, that's all I remember, because they put him in the, in the trailer so much mm-hmm. that I thought... He was going to be in this a lot more. So I had the opposite reaction you did. Oh, wow. That we're an hour in and we finally see Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, okay. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, what a what a surprise cameo. Yeah. Anyways. So there you go. That's how two different people have different reactions to movies. Yeah, don't I watch mean, trailers. Or do. Never watch trailers. They just set you up for disappointment or ruin the best moments of the movie. Or in some cases, they they lower your expectations. Like one of my favorite movies ever, Paddington Two. I mean, I guess which had a god. The trailer for that was awful, and I love the movie. But um, yeah, there you go. Let me talk about why I don't love this movie as much as. Okay, then I yeah, then I will go into the opposite of why I thought it wasn't awful. Okay, but I mean, nothing great. I don't think it's awful. I think it's very mediocre, but. Uh, okay, the set design is gorgeous. The performances are yes. pretty good. Good. Um, but that's about all I can say in terms of positives. Everyone's, uh, every character's motivations are incredibly unclear. And there's no real justification given for anyone's actions. Sterling K. Brown, for the, most of the movie, is just walking around looking at other people, not really doing anything and then once he finally does what he's trying to accomplish it doesn't feel like it means anything uh sophia butella is there to kill this head honcho guy and that gets set up in like one minute and is resolved in even less time charlie day is just there being a douche to everybody and then uh spoiler alert in the next five seconds, then he gets his head crushed in a 3d printer, which is, which was pretty cool. Uh, I, I clapped. Uh, and then, uh, also slight spoiler, I guess, uh, this cop shows up played by Jenny slate, uh, to the hotel and cops aren't allowed in the hotel. And Jodie Foster just lets her in. And then Sterling K Brown sees her and, and he's like, uh, 
I bet people wouldn't like to go to a hotel for criminals if there were cops allowed. And then she leaves. And that's about, about it. All right. All right. Um, one thing I really did not like as much. they ha- So jo- real quick, Jodie Foster, um, her character, the nurse, had her son either what she had thought was OD'd. I'm not going to say anyth- anything but. Bes- beyond that and they act like this i get it's important but they really don't i guess show how important this is to the story like i get you show how like m- much anxiety she has and i do love how they ha- every time jodie foster has to branch out into the outside world she's where just this old like walkman <laughs> playing anxiety tapes of just how to calm down and she's not doing any of it and i love that so much but um, yeah, this movie was set in 2028, but but um, it still had some older things because they, I think they did a good job of showing how like an an old hotel slash hospital it is, with um, you see the phone at the beginning of the movie, uh, which is not anything close to a cell phone; it's a little landline. <laughs> um, and I thought, and I mean the medical equipment. Like the equipment itself that she has is like around what we have today, and but then she has like a whole computer like telling her everything to do and all that, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. So I thought it straddled the line well of being ten years in the future while also having some things like in our present day, not just saying, "Oh, in ten years we're going to be evolved beyond belief," because we're not going to yeah. be. But um, yeah, another thing. This movie, I will say though, is self is pretty self aware as a whole of how weird it is. Like there, every bit, everyone in the cast, like the whole story, it's like, yeah, we know this is like a weird movie. We know, like the plot isn't great per se, but I still think you know what I mean. Or am I just not saying that right? That kind of makes me look at the plot as even worse because, like, if they know that it's bad and doesn't really make sense, I wouldn't say they knew it was bad. I think they knew it just was odd and you know what i will give them that credit because most not bad movies but movies with a uh non-stellar plot think it's a great plot and that's what bugs me more this movie knows it's not giving an a plus plot but but the acting delivers on that aspect you know what i mean so would you say the the focus is more on like the atmosphere of the movie rather than what's actually going on and it doesn't try to be something it's not. It, with the second part, I'll give you. The first part, not as much. Because, I, I mean, I would say you don't focus as much on the story, but you focused you focus more on the characters themselves than I think the actual story. Mm-hmm. Which I did appreciate because these characters were terrific. And, I mean, I, only get, I gave it a 5.6, which to me says, it's all right, it's nothing great. Like, it's not even fine. It's just, meh. This is a decently fun That's time. That's an above average rating. Barely above average. 0.6 above average. Yes. A whole 0.6 above average. And yeah, this was better than I expected because I really expected garbage after, especially um, I saw it the day after you did. So hearing what you had yeah. to say about it, I, I was expecting even worse than I'd previously expected. I'm like, all right, this wasn't that bad. But um. Shall we move to probably the last movie in like the bottom of our barrel, which is nice to say um, that really I'll just we- say one more thing about Hotel Artemis. 
Uh, I felt really weird that they were at this hotel that was supposedly at max occupancy, and we only ever see four main characters that are occupants of the hotel, which it really would have just been nice to have some extras walking around in the background to make it feel like this was more of a fleshed out world than just this setting for these four characters. Yes, but I mean, the hotel slash hospital didn't have that many rooms to begin with. I will say that. And second, I do, I I wouldn't be fine if there were some extras walking around, yes. Mm -hmm. But I think if they had any more like sort of main-ish characters, even supporting characters, it would have detracted from the stars we have here. So I didn't mind that as much as you did. But yes, I would have, if they had had some extras around, I would have been a little happier. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying they should have more characters because there was oh. already like too many like side plots going on. Exactly. Oh, I'll give you that one. Yes, that the pl- side plots really were near useless. But yeah, it's really, and they also show like the riots in LA. It was yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. One more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, this is listed on IMDb as an action film. It's like action slash crime slash thriller, and I just want to say that. Uh, I think Paddington should also qualify as an action film because it had <laughs> two action scenes in it, which is the same number as this film. Uh, what would you classify this as? Because I, this is a movie that really doesn't fit into a specific genre in my book. I would much. call it a crime drama. I would say, yeah, I guess you can go drama. I, th- I see where they're going with action, though, actually. Well, I think you have the whole riots. You have every time somebody tries to get into the hospital and... J- and Jodie Foster's nurse is still enforcing all these rules. I, I think you do have more action than um, I think you're giving it credit for. But still, I it does fit more as a drama to me than an action movie. But yeah. But I see okay. where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm exaggerating a bit, but yeah, we can go on to the next movie now. All right. Finally, <laughs> uh, our next uh, movie... Uh, was actually our closest ratings to one another. Will, you gave us a 5.3. I gave it a whole 5.7, leading to our average of 5.5. It was the Shailene Woodley, uh, Sam Claffin starred uh, team up of Adrift. Based on the true story of survival, a young couple has a chance encounter that leads them first to love, and then on the adventure of a lifetime as they face one of the most catastrophic hurricanes in recorded history. We don't know about unrecorded history, but this is one of the one of the most catastrophic in recorded that history we've seen. Exactly, it's definitely one of the most catastrophic that's had a movie made about it. Uh, indeed, and you're certainly not wrong there. So I don't really have much to say about this movie. I thought Shailene Woodley was pretty good. Uh, she she gives a lot of uh, crying acting. Yes, I had to say, Shailene Woodley was was really, really good in this, as was Sam Claffin. And I, I was more impressed with Shailene Woodley because all I mainly remember her for is divert from is Divergent. And oy. You didn't watch Secret Life of the American Teenager? No, I did not. <laughs> I'm really no. shocked. Yeah, uh, yeah, you should be. You should be just floored by that statement. And I mean, I'm also kind of pissed, bitter about Divergent because that kind of ruined the whole young adult a movie genre. <laughs> yeah, I think it so, ruined itself. Oh, I well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was 
you have the Hunger Games, which is just great. I mean, of course you have Sam Claflin from the Hunger Games in it. And then you have Wait, he was in the Hunger Games? To my knowledge, he was, yes. What? I'm looking this up right now because Go ahead. I, I remember I remember reading like about this in the like Hunger like Divergent Star Shailene Woodley and Hunger Games star Sam Claffin. Yeah, so tell me Oh, if I'm he wrong. played he played Finnick, that guy with the the trident. Yes. 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 Okay. I didn't know I'd seen him in anything. Yeah. I didn't remember that wow. either. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. This was a nice story. I gotta say it was a nice story. It was done be- much better than I expected. But boy, was the CGI just awful. Oy. I thought the, yeah, like the CGI the, of the boat crash was pretty bad. There was some CGI the of fish. That they were... ended up catching a fish and a bird flying there. <laughs> I, I, the bird almost looked like it was above the boat. Yeah. It like, looked like really? something out of like a PlayStation game from 1999. Yeah, there we go. I'm like, no, my like, PlayStation now can still make something better, but oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I have no experience in that, but when I'm thinking, give me an hour and I could probably make that bird walk better, like using like flash or some flash animation, then that should tell you something. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I'm with you. With are you doubting my abilities? Are you doubting my abilities? Uh, only so slightly. (laughs) I wouldn't blame you, but yeah, it was not not good at all. Um, but. Yeah, I thought their their chemistry was pretty believable, though. Um, yes, they did have very good chemistry. Yeah, I think they should they should really bone in real life if they haven't yet. <laughs> oh well, hey. I would watch it. You're the movie. You're the movie moron, sex expert. I guess there we go. You know it. Uh, also, yeah, um, out of us two, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess of the two of us, sure. Uh, the one thing yeah. I I thought was really funny. Um, as they're like getting to know each other, uh, on like their first date, Shailene Woodley and Sam Claflin go to this cliff, and she just jumps off into the water that's like twenty feet below, and he's freaking out and he's looking for her, and then he f- just finds her meditating underwater, and he's he's all, "Oh my god, you're like the wildest girl I've ever met," and it's like, is she really that wild? Like she just jumped off a cliff. <laughs> it's not like the cliff was a a hundred feet or b you saw an alligator yeah. there. It was just a little like, strange. She seems like a pretty pretty standard uh, white girl just going on a spiritual journey <laughs> here. One of the things I actually did appreciate about this movie was um, the way they did the flashbacks. Like, they'd show something like, um, not really much of a spoiler, but uh, Sam Claflin's character playing the guitar. Wow, spoiler. And then, like, you, and then you see, like, the significance of that. At the beginning, I didn't like it because they kept doing it so often. I mean, it was a little bit much of just going back and forth and not really establishing the time change mm-hmm. really well. But the more I went, the more it went along, and then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? At least these flashbacks had significance. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely it didn't feel uh, drastic. I I think it would have been a lot more boring if they told the story just straightforward. But instead, you know. Oh, absolutely, it would. But instead, they were like telling it back and forth from before the crash to after the crash. And I appreciated that. All right. And we will get into slight spoilers for this at the end. So if you want to go see this. I mean, it's hard to blame you. This isn't terrible. But yeah. I, I would recommend it. 
I would recommend it to like a certain type of person. Like that's fair. Yeah. This range, like this and Artemis, I'm not going to recommend everybody, but for the right person, sure. I'd say, you know what? Why not watch it? It's not that bad. Yeah. But I, I will say that this was a, what an hour and 40 minutes, an hour 30. It felt longer. Yeah, that's fair. That felt longer. Uh, Was it really an hour and a half? Um, I'm not mistaken. I feel like it was about an hour 57 minutes. It wasn't. Was it really that long? Let me check. No, no, no. You want to know how long it actually was? I have the number right here. What? One hour and 36 minutes. Oh, okay. I guess you were closer. Yeah, that felt. Yeah, it felt longer. (laughs) You're guessing in almost two hours, which is what it felt like. It, It did. Yeah, but it did. It did move at a decent pace. It could have gone a little faster. Sure. Yeah. But um, th- this was fine. It was all right. I know people liked this a lot more than both you and I did, but it was a nice story. It was told decently well. The acting was pretty good, and the supporting cast was kind of useless. But yeah. Whatever. Not as useless as the cast of Action Point. All right, that's a low bar to clear. You and I could make a movie, and we'd be better actors than those in Action Point. So, um, shall we move on to our top three? Let's do it. All right, here's where we actually get into the decent to actually pretty good movies. Um, Coming in at number three with uh, Will giving us a 5.8, which I thought was drastically too low, and uh, my score of a 7.1 leading to our average of 6.5 was the most popular movie of the first two weeks in June by a mile. It was the uh, female team-up of the Oceans remake, Oceans 8. Yeah, Will, explain this, please. Yeah, so in the follow-up to the original Oceans trilogy, Debbie Ocean, played by Sandra Bullock, gathers an all-female crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's yearly Met Gala. The all-star crew includes Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Sarah Paulson, Helena Bonham Carter, Aquafina, Mindy Kaling, and Rihanna, and features a cameo from Kim Kardashian, who is clearly the real star. <laughs> so tell uh, me why you you have this one so much higher than me, Alex. All right. Um, this is a movie. Um, well, so I was I gotta say, like, this is a movie like where. I like the genre of like the heist in a way, like like this sort of type of heist where you have like a big team up. And I really like Sandra Bullock as an actor. And I also, um, so it gave me what I expected, which was nice, and it gave me a little bit more. Um, the uh, a lot of the roles in this were just played really really well. But I thought Sandra Bullock was great. Anne Hathaway is Daphne Kluger, the woman who they are trying to steal from was really just terrific. Um, and another big one, Helena Bonham Carter. She was great. I had so much fun watching her as um, Daphne Kluger's uh, d- uh, dress designer. To be honest, I just had a lot of fun watching this. It moved at a fairly good pace. The writing made sense. Um, and it gave me what I expected. And that little bit of boost that was it was a little it was funny it was actually pretty funny i gotta say yeah so i mean i just had a good time with it i thought it was really fun um and hathaway is definitely my favorite uh 
by far. I thought everyone gave a pretty good performance. Um, good to like passable. Like Rihanna was just really okay, you know. But, yeah, she was there. I mean, she was there. She did what she had to do. She was there. Took got the paycheck. Did what she had to do, and she was fine. She sang work. Uh, I really like that scene where they go to the club and Rihanna's just on stage. Uh, yeah, good three minutes. But um, who played? Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. The uh, oh my god, I'm really blanking Aquafina. as we speak. No, not Aquafina. Um, James Corden. Give me. <laughs> I forgot James Corden was in that. He actually was pretty good. I gotta pretty say, good. he was way better in this than the Emoji Movie. That also doesn't say much. True. Well, he was also better than this, I think, than he was in... Uh, was he better than this than in Peter Rabbit? Um, it's a toss-up. It, yeah, it's a it's a toss-up at this point. Jacob um, Tremblay. Jay, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> he was there, too. <laughs> I really liked him in this. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, you're right. It was Aquafina. I don't know what I was thinking. She played Constance. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, she was. I had so much fun watching her. Yeah, she was one of my favorites movie. too. Are you excited to see her in Crazy Rich Asians? I did not actually know that was a movie until I just looked her up like five seconds ago. I'm really excited for it. Oh, the, oh, this. Yeah, I didn't know it was her actually. I mean, this movie. Uh, whatever, we'll get to that in August, but eh, we'll see. I think she'll be fine. I just the movie itself looks really weird. <laughs> Do you not like Asians, Alex? Ones that are crazy. Do I not like what? Do you not like Asians, especially ones that are crazy and rich? <laughs> no. No, I, I, I have no problem with Asians at all, actually. Okay. Um, Ming-Na Wen is in it. Ming-Na Wen is in that. No. Okay, my problem with the crazy rich Asians, it just looks like I can already predict everything that's going to happen in the order it's going to happen. You know what else I could say that about? Yeah, what? Ocean's 8. No, 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 no. You can't go that far with Ocean's 8. With the heist movie, you're not really telling character arcs. You're not uh, showing how these characters changed in any way. You're always telling the same plot, which is just how did how did these people steal a thing? How'd they get away with it? So I thought it was, you know, good for that formula. But I think there's like a threshold that that formula can... Uh, there's like a threshold of quality that that formula or really any formula can achieve when everything is just playing out exactly the way you'd expect it to. Yes, I will actually give you that. Um, yeah, it was predictable. That's what I meant by like, I gave me what I expected. I, I just had a little more fun with this. They threw in little uh, comedic moments of relief that I didn't expect as much and I think worked pretty well. Um. Yeah, and I think, honestly, Hathaway was great, but Helena Bonham Carter really blew me away with just how funny she was. Because she always was so nervous about this whole ordeal, and I, I don't know, I, I just had a lot of fun watching her. I thought she was fine. She was playing this same sort of just, like, uh, quirky, awkward character she plays in everything. Yeah. But... I mean, I thought she does it well. She really did it well, though. I mean, she gave her all of this. I really think she just, almost like um, Jodie Foster in Artemis, really just gave everything she had to it. That's a really weird comparison, but I'll take it. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> hey, that's what I'm good for, right? Really weird comparisons. Yeah. If nothing else. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to add about this? that you liked or didn't like that's about all i have to say i thought it was fun you know i might have it a little bit low but uh oh the first act i thought was really slow they really could have expedited the whole getting the team together process it felt like they were just going through the motions and repeating the same thing to get each of the six women on board and uh, i was starting to i was starting to zone out a little bit i i will yeah i not i thought it was all right Yes, it could have been a little bit faster. I think you would have even wanted it a lot faster than I would have expected. But um, yeah, I was fine with it for the most part. And then it, once we got to about like the fourth or fifth woman, I'm like, all right, I'm literally counting in my head. I'm like, all right, how many do we have? I'm like, we're almost there. All right. that's what, When I'm starting to count how many people we have left to get, <laughs> that's when it like went, it dragged a little for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do you want to move into actually the really good ones that we have? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. At number two, uh, with our average score of 7.7, will you give us a 7.2? I went with a whole 8.2, uh, was my number one movie of the, of the two weeks. It was your number two, um, was the AI taking over movie upgraded. Wow. I just had so so much fun watching this. And it's in the trailer, okay? True. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's what the whole thing is about. Okay, so this was written and directed by Lee Wenell, who uh, famously has been involved in the Saw and Insidious franchises. Uh, it's set in the new future, oh, where technology controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, played by Logan Marshall Green, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. This was really fun. Um, going into it, I really thought it would be more of a horror, horror uh, type movie because, you know, Lee Wenell is involved in pretty much only horror franchises before this point. But it's really not. It's pretty much exclusively an action sci-fi film. Yeah, you're so. I had so much fun watching this for the reason you just said. It really, um, I know you hated this even more than I did. You hated the beginning. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you rant about that because I know you didn't like it. Okay, fine. I mean, my biggest problem with this movie is definitely the beginning. It's a lot of really clunky exposition to set up the world they're in. Uh, the, the main guy, like, and his wife, their chemistry really doesn't feel natural. Uh, not one bit. Uh, thankfully, they don't. Uh, have to talk to each other for very long in the movie because she dies. Nope. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know this. You know this going in. Yeah. But um, this reminded me of a quicker version of the Marvel Netflix uh, series, The Punisher. Actually, huh? I can I can get behind that. Although, although I mean, they have the same motive. Get the guy who killed my wife. My wife. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the beginning started slow. It, I didn't mind it as much as you did, but when this thing got going, it got going and did not stop. And I, oh my God, I was having fun with it. Yeah, the action is great. It really, 
I was just stunned. I was really just shocked, honestly, with how good it was. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting much. Okay, and I gotta say, this is the first great movie I have seen since Avengers: Infinity War. So it had been a long time coming. It had been over a month since I had seen some greatness, and oh, it was needed. Uh, did you like Logan Marshall Green's performance? Yes. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. You know who he, re- he reminded me of actually? Is it Just Tom Hardy? When I saw, no. He reminds me a lot of John Krasinski. <laughs> John Krasinski. Just the <laughs> the face. I almost. If you look at like the poster and you see his face, I almost thought it was Krasinski for half a second. See, I think it's just uh, everyone says he looks like Tom Hardy, but that's because I think just any if I don't have my glasses on, I think any white guy with brown hair is Tom Hardy. Uh, so I think that's <laughs> oh I my think that's God. just sort of what we're getting at here is that all all right white guys um, with brown hair look the same. <laughs> yeah, and the little um, beard yeah, as well that he is. Um, yeah, I, I had also the guy who implants stem in him. I thought he gave a pretty good. Performance. Yeah, I thought he was like a really cartoonish villain. And I loved that because that, that was exactly what this type of movie yes. demands. It's just a total over the top. Like, yes. I'm, a, I'm a scientist and I, I will change the world. That's. Oh, God, I, yeah, I cannot wait to get into spoilers for this one because, oh, I've got, that was just, I was legitimately just, like, grinning from ear to ear after <laughs> I saw this. Like, it was also kind of shocking, I gotta say. Like, it had moments of surprise, which I really yeah. appreciated. But, boy, was this fun, and I think you criminally rated it too low. Um, I'm a, a harsh <laughs> critic. So am I, but... There's a reason I hated action points so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you look at like our averages for your, all the movies, I mean, I was only like 0.3 points higher on this group than That's you. True. Are. I mean, most of that comes down to our but, uh, number one movie. Yeah, well, let me rephrase this. It's your number one movie, and together as our average, it's your number one movie, and as an average, it is our number one, I guess. Um, you gave this a whole 9.0. I gave it a 7.4, which was almost our biggest discrepancy. It's up there. Leading to our average of 8.2. Our number one movie for the first two weeks of June was the psychological thriller Hereditary. Yes. After the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. The cast includes Tony Collette, Alex Wolf. Millie Shapiro, and Gabriel Byrne. So let me tell you why this is one of the best movies of the year, and you're wrong for rating it anywhere below a 12 out of 10. Uh, (laughs) So Hereditary is obviously the best horror movie that's come out this year. Probably my favorite. What's the best? A Quiet Place. I like that better. Oh, God, no. Okay. We'll get into that. Uh, we can get into that. Sure. Uh, this is just the best type of horror. It's psychological. It doesn't rely on cheap jump scares. The cinematography is beautiful. Every shot just looks like a painting. Um, everyone gives a great performance. Uh, the plot is totally uh, go in knowing as little as possible because it is very shocking. Um, I'm not usually surprised much in movies anymore, but I 
I was consistently very thrown off my game through most of this movie. And the way that everything happens, uh, the plot is very literal, but it can also be perceived in a very, uh, a sort of a metaphor for, for mental illness and Mm -hmm. how it gets like passed down through generations. And it's, I don't know. It's a very beautiful movie when you look at it through that lens and just beautiful looking in general. So what did you not like about it as much, Alex? Uh, all right. I, let me preface just what everything you said I agreed with. This movie was so shocking and so just darn creepy. I was, I was really impressed with this. I, I, I've got to say, um, where, where I think we disagree on, I mean, here's the thing. I thought it was a really good movie. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, I gave it a 7.4, which to me is like pretty good. I mean, I might go a little higher, actually, now that I think about it. But um, I think it was at points, it just sort of went off the rails a little too much for me. I can't deny that. Which is hard to- which is hard to get into without spoiling it, so we will spoil this later. Okay. But, um, okay. but I don't know. I had a good time with this. I really did. But um, I will say, though, I, when I left that theater, I was literally just like, I mean, I, had, I went and saw this alone. I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? You just need to go, like, take a cold shower. I don't even know what I needed at that point, but... um. Yeah, this movie was just stunning. It looked be- the cinematography is something that I think a lot of people don't a lot of people overlook. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This really I, I know horror really never gets acknowledged at any of the major awards, especially the Oscars. But this movie definitely needs a cinematography nomination. A sound design and the sound design. Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. I could hear like it's part of like part of the theater I could hear like some sounds and then like the I could move to the other part and hear like different sounds. It was done so well. Wow, that's just what sound it design was, is. Just what sound design is. They really did you you agree with me, right? Yeah. They did it so no, well. I agree though. with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did that so so well. I I think Tony Collette could be nominated for best actress for this. I really hope she is. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up or anything. Uh, I hate to break it to you. I, I I agree. She's worthy of at least being considered for a nomination. She's not getting one. But though. Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for get out. I, I think because that was sort of such a less weird horror ish movie. I guess more weird in a different way. It was more. It was also more of like a social commentary True. that like had value beyond being a horror movie, which I also re- I that was a movie I really really enjoyed. Yeah, but um, I think I probably liked it more than this movie. But, oh, I absolutely did. I mean, and yes, it, for me, it was the second best horror movie of the year. Even though I don't know, know how much you'd consider this a horror movie, I think real quick on a Quiet Place, why I liked it more. I think just with how qu- literally quiet a quiet place was and i thought that story was more um it, it was more logical to me than this was this jumped around a little bit and had moments in there that i was like wait what why is this there and then i realized it had near no purpose i think in a way or am i just uh go on 
Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think go ahead. The right. Quiet Place was just brought down by being extremely predictable. Uh, very, it was just a really run of the mill story. All the characters make really illogical decisions, which I guess is standard in a horror movie. But I don't really, I'm I'm not one person to ignore uh, logic not really being sound. Hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it relied on jump scares too much. Yeah, I give you that. Um, I didn't really like the fact that there was a score. Even like it didn't even have the balls to commit to being like just totally quiet. It had it at some moments yeah. of just like dead silence, which I really enjoy. But um, back back to Hereditary. This is a movie that I know some people like you absolutely loved, and some people absolutely hated it. And yet I'm somewhere. I'm more towards the good side, but I'm like in the middle. It's just I don't know. Part of me wants to. I do kind of want to watch this it's again. It's a movie that demands a rewatch. But yeah, this got a D plus cinema score, which I totally get. Like, this is not made for general audiences. This is a very off-putting movie, very unsettling, and it hey. doesn't really leave you feeling good about the world. Also, the whole way cinema score yeah, is trash. done is just absolutely garbage. But um, it's if you look at look up how they uh, score the movies, it is just awful. But um, then again, the Emoji movie got a B. So I'm looking backwards. If anything gets close <laughs> to an A, I worry with cinema score. I think we I think we just have to go into spoilers at this point. It is shocking. It is shocking. Go see really, it. it is just I gotta say mind blowing. How? Yeah, we we'll definitely watch it. And I hey, I thought it was the second best movie of the um, the first two weeks in June. I'd say well, yeah, definitely watch Upgrade first and then watch this. But um, do a double fe- do a double feature and just watch them both, and you'll just be completely yeah. Um, they both are pretty depressing actually. <laughs> They're depressing and they are just mind blowing. Like these are two of the most shocking movies I've got us I've seen in a long, long time. I wouldn't say Upgrade is really that shocking. Um, I thought you know it was really well made. The action was done really well, but I yeah, wouldn't say right. it was shocking. I had moments where I was just a little like surprised by each of the plot twists, so I might say it's shocking. But all right, but Hereditary, Hereditary was just I gotta say it was a really good movie. Do you have your elevator spoiler music or no? No, I don't. Sorry. Okay, so um, spoilers. Get out if you don't want them, quite literally. Um, so where do you want to start on the spoiler train? Uh, I mean, uh, let's action just point, start with action, upgrade. Yeah, I mean, action point doesn't need, Arnimus doesn't need. Do you want to go anything? Actually, can we start with the director if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. We have, um, we have like one little thing to talk about with the draft. Yeah, so... It turns out in a drift that uh, as Shailene Woodley is uh, staying alive on the on the boat after the after the crash, uh, it turns out that like you see her with the guy she's been with the whole time. Yes, and then it turns out that she's just been hallucinating that he was there the whole time. Y- you know and, what? I yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and um, I just thought it was. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, she would need something to keep herself sane. So I didn't hate it immediately. But then they go through and replay every single scene that they were in and is showing her just talking and no one else is there. It's like, did you really have to, like, explain explain all of this out to the audience? Like, you can't just leave it subtle. No. 
I actually didn't mind this as much as you did. Um, I don't know if you want to consider this plot twist or not, but um, yeah, I would have said I, I do like that they explained it a little bit, but I think you should have. They should have definitely cut it down. Yeah, I mean, you can just show like one scene. You want to? I gotta say though, it does make you think of the whole movie in a little bit of a different light that she's hallucinating. Um, it doesn't really change much for me. It changed a little bit for me, just like, but what happened to me after that was trying to think how the whole movie was while she's hallucinating. Cause it, I don't know that, th- that was definitely odd. I gotta say that. Well, there's one scene where she's like, uh, I guess hallucinating. She's feeding him peanut butter. And I thought it would have been funny if they showed that back and she was just like rubbing peanut butter on a pillow. I would have loved that. Oh, that would have been so funny. It was just like a stray cat that was on the boat. Yeah. Or she's feeding into that little CGI bird that's 10 feet above the <laughs> boat. Yeah. That would have been cute. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. Cute. I don't know if cute is the right word, but sure. We'll go yeah. with cute. I like birds eating things. Yeah. Of course you do. That's my fetish. Uh, let's go on to One talk up. spoilers for Upgrade because I don't think there's that much to really touch on with Ocean's 8. Is it, um, I, actually, there's a little bit I do want to get into if you don't Okay, mind. do it. Um, Ocean's 8. Um, well, I want to know what you thought of um, the moment where uh, Daphne Kluger starts vomiting, goes into the bathroom, gets the um, necklace stolen off of her. And then they locked the whole place down. What did you think of that whole moment where they had to get everybody out of there and how Constance, who was played by Aquafina, how she smuggled everything and did that? Um, it didn't, like, I wasn't like, wow, this is just ridiculous. This could never happen. So I guess that's probably the best thing I could say about it is, like, it didn't make me just, it didn't totally take me out of the movie. With the heist film, there's always some suspension of disbelief going on. So I wasn't too bothered by it. Yeah, I wasn't bothered by it. I thought it was interesting the way that, that this is probably a little bit that I actually really enjoyed of the way they had everybody exit. And then yes, them making the fake was predictable in a way, like the mm-hmm. more I thought about it, but I found it interesting the way, I don't know. And then the way you have Mindy Kaling in the uh, bathroom, just like trying to um, take the whole necklace apart. Yeah, that was fun. I, I, I really enjoyed that. I don't know why. I just really had fun with that. Yeah, uh, there, anyway. I didn't really see a lot of aspects of their plan coming. Uh, that was probably like the most enjoyable part of the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, I had to say that. I, I yeah, I know I'm higher than this than you, but I just had fun with it. Gotta say, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's nothing perfect, but it's fun. All right, so let's talk about spoilers for Upgrade. Uh, the only thing I really need to talk about is the ending, which I thought was just delightfully dark. Uh, oh, you thought it was delightfully dark. Boy, did I love this. I had so, so much fun <laughs> watching this. And I mean, there's a reason it was my favorite movie um, in a long time. Well, in about over a month at this point. But um, yeah, I just had so, so much fun with this. I mean, 
Yeah, talk about what you liked with the end. Like, set up the ending, please, and then, like, yeah. Yeah, so it ends with uh, the main guy basically figuring out that Stem has all... This has all been part of a master plan. Like, Stem is the one who had his wife killed. Yep. Uh, Stem is the AI. Um, And Stem has just been leading this main guy to this... Yeah. This conclusion and it's it's insane like i honestly i should have expected it but i i didn't at all i expected it slightly but what i really really loved about this movie is how as it went along like the once he got him it started controlling him a little bit and then more and then more and then he finally starts picking up on it and then boom 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 like you know what i mean like at first he has full control of stem and he's like only when only when he grants permission can stem like control him and then he be- goes from a quad I love this there's a scene in um he goes to a bar as like a quadriplegic because that's what he looks like to the outside world goes into a bathroom and these guys want to beat him up and then he like activates stem and it's almost like you're watching um uh a computer an- animation like unbox something in a way like extent like yeah. open up something that's folded <laughs> the way he almost is like sitting and then like folds like stands him up and is like punching really robotically i had so much fun with that that was one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the and the ending yeah that i just really really enjoyed that oh the other uh i guess i can talk about this since we're in spoilers yeah. the other big Go problem ahead. i have with the movie is the whole section where uh, the guy is shutting down STEM remotely, so he has to find some hacker to, like, I don't even know what it was called, but basically make it so STEM can operate without uh, outside permission. And I thought that whole part of the movie just felt like it dragged. It felt like the, you know, like every comedy has, like, the second act, uh, <laughs> like the end of the second act, the characters just hate each other for no reason and then there you have go. to be all sad. Like it, this yes. felt like that, but in an action movie, and it just felt really unnecessary. It dragged. I didn't think it was completely unnecessary, but I do wish they did a little bit more with it. But I loved watching him battle, like when Stem is like running out of like, and him almost like claw and battle, like while he's like has like almost no limbs left working to get to this hacker's house. Um, yeah, that was probably like the most impressive part of his performance during the the time when he's like really shutting down. Like that that took a lot of uh, like physical physical acting. Oh, it absolutely did, well. and yeah, and it looked so real, like the way he did it. And I was like, I am just a big fan of AI in general. I mean, I'm looking probably to study something related to AI. So uh, this really just got me on a whole nother level. I think so. Maybe that's where my little bias comes in, but I mean, you had a lot of fun with this too, so can't yeah, be that. We're wrong. all biased. I mean, that's what you expect. You don't. You can't. It's hard to. Look, it's impossible to look, watch a movie and then be unbiased about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So right. I think that's all that I have to talk about with upgrade. Are you good? Yeah. Um. Let me think. Let me think. There's another thing I want to get into. But um, I did like how, in a way, that you have the dete- the uh, detective there, Detective Cortez, her name is, um, and his uh, mother, like the way his mother's like freaking out, not knowing about it, and the whole um, the yeah. chase where 
he kind of has to expose it. Yeah, I'm not really quadriplegic, as much as you'd think I am. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had so much fun with that car trace. Like they did it so well, where she, where she's like picking up the signs that he's like a bit of a lunatic, <laughs> and then he just yeah. goes in even even more lunatic mode. I don't know how it's taken this long for us to get a car chase scene with self-driving cars. Yeah. Like, that should be a no-brainer. You know what, though? I just had, but it was, it wasn't, it was a no-brainer, but it was done really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was done well. Like, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But it was a good idea. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was, yeah, I'm just like, you think it's, but because of how, like, not normal it was, I thought it was done. I liked it even more. Yeah. But um, also the the thing at the end, the whole where he's um, where Stem has full control of his body and mind, and then he's then you see at the end, Gray, the main character, is stuck in a fantasy where Asha, his wife, is alive. That was really uh, kind of odd. And then it just ends with Stem killing the detective. Oh, I loved that. I th- no, it I was, odd. was. I didn't say. Oh, I didn't say I didn't love it. It was odd, yeah. which I loved. It was odd. Yeah, sure. I thought it oh, made it sense was, though. But- I thought it. Uh, like if he's going to take over his body, like it, it makes sense that he would like suppress uh, the guy that he's taking over, like suppress his subconscious into this yeah. fantasy world where none of this ever happened. And he just goes on believing his living his yeah, life with exactly. his wife. It's kind of beautiful. Um, it really, it was, I just, that was probably where I was trying to get at earlier with how shocking this movie was. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's where I was getting at because I couldn't. I didn't want to spoil anything. <laughs> that's where I was like getting at. Like this in hereditary movies, like you, we're trying to be as tight lipped as possible while still giving like our thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was. I had. I had so much fun with this movie. I'm. Uh, this is another one I would say definitely watch. Like to anybody, watch it. Yeah. And hereditary, I would, I would say watch. I would almost tell. Uh, I would say. Anyone should watch Ocean's 8, pretty much. Anyone should watch Upgrade, and almost everyone should watch Hereditary, only because I think Hereditary is a great movie, but it's great for only specific audiences. I would like, I would yeah. recommend Hereditary to about like 30% of people, honestly. Like, I think yeah, I most really people... Would. No, I would. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, though, I don't... I'm not never usually a big horror fan, I guess, because I never really saw many good horror movies growing up. Mm-hmm. And that kind of turned me off to the whole genre, but... Well, I got to thank you also for you're getting me back into it more. Yes. And uh, you're you're the best. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is a movie where this is almost like the movie Annihilation, where you have to be able to go into a movie theater, sit in that chair and be able to suspend reality for two hours, completely suspend reality and immerse yourself in that experience. Yeah. And if you can, it's a great movie. If you can't, you're not going to enjoy this one bit. Yeah, or if you're just really easily unsettled, you might be not enjoying it. Oh yeah, that too. And I was unsettled, but I had a good time being unsettled. Um, Yeah, that's how I like it. Uh, So, what Um, was? um, Do you want to talk about sort of where it goes off the rails? I guess. What What moment are you thinking of? Then yeah. Uh, Well, first, like the first thing that really shocked me is the the car scene. Oh my god, when um. Alex Wolf and uh, his little sister going to the party and um, she like eats the cake 
she eats this chocolate cake at the party that has nuts in it. And it's set up near the beginning of the movie that she has a nut allergy, which I thought was like pretty obvious foreshadowing. And yeah. I kind of talk a little bit for that, but I, I think I missed, I missed like the first few minutes of the movie, like first minute or two. So I think I missed that. But, oh, okay. um, but when I see them like making a cake, like there's no reason you're going to show somebody making a cake in a type of movie, unless it means something. Yeah. So I'm like, the, yeah. The way the yeah. girl was like chopping the nuts up was like very, seemed like yeah. very sinister. But it's just like you a totally amazing activity. Mm-hmm. We have not. We have. Go, we talked for a few minutes about this movie. We have not mentioned um, the girl, Alex Wolf, or her brother, Alex Wolf. Oh, her father's not in it as much. Or um, the woman who plays Joan. Oh my God, the woman who plays Joan. Yeah, and Dowd. What's her name? And Dowd. That's it. Oh my God, she was terrific. Yeah, you watched the leftovers, right? No, I've not. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I I thought you had because. No, but, but Anne okay, Dowd. No, I recognize Anne Dowd from somewhere. I just didn't remember the name. She's oh, in the Small Wonder. Not that one. Um, but um, <laughs> when I the minute I see Anne Dowd for the first time, like when she approaches Tony Collette's car, I, I was like, "All right, I see where you're going." And then you see how crazy she gets. I had yeah. so much fun watching her. I'm like, "Holy crap, this woman!" It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, but I didn't... Oh, I was... What I didn't love... Yeah, all right, go ahead. Oh, what I... I was getting into the car scene where um, you see Charlie uh, sticking her head out the window, like, gasping for air because she had the allergic reaction to the nuts that she ate. And yeah. then... Um, you, you see earlier that, like, the light pole they passed had the symbol on it that like uh that they saw in the like the cult book or yeah, whatever the, the, and yeah well i don't know what you call that but i yeah i know what you're saying yeah whatever um and the same light pole as alex wolf is driving home and there's like a deer just lying down in the middle of the road and he swerves and the light pole knocks into charlie's head and decapitates her and then the next you don't see like the aftermath of it for a really long time. You just see Alex Wolf's face as he's slowly like the grief and shock is just setting in. And like, that was where I really was like, this is, this is some good acting right here. Uh, all right. Can I get into this whole little thing in a minute? Um, yeah, sure. All right. Um, it's weird. The way they market this movie, t- correct me if I'm wrong, is a lot on Charlie. Yeah. Like how she almost loses her mind after her grandma dies. And you see the qualities in her. And then we see Charlie mm-hmm. for about 20 minutes, like yeah. losing her mind. And then the movie completely shifts focus. Which mm-hmm. I thought was all right, but I think you need a little bit more of Charlie in there. I thought it made sense. Uh, she had a lot of time to shine. Like the whole scene with her uh, telling her mom, like, you know, who's going to take care of me after you die and talking about how their grandmother yeah. wanted her to be a boy. Like, I thought she had a lot of time to shine there. Like- and it, yeah, that was good. I'll take her dying earlier than expected because it was just so, so- 
it really enhanced the movie for me because it was so unexpected. And I think it was necessary for the like tension in the in the family to keep building and for the, like the mom and son to really just grow that hatred for each other. Yeah. Yes. My kind of not big thing, but a little odd thing, the way that he wants to go to this party and then how, when you think logically, when she when Tony Collette asks her son, Alex Wolf to, um, are you like, are you bringing your sister? What kid, what t- teenage kid? I mean, I don't know because I've never been to parties like that. Is saying, "Oh, like let me ask her instead of immediately shooting it down." With I can think of ten thousand things that he he should say that would make at least somewhat a little bit of sense. Like, um, "Oh, it's a barbecue for older kids. She won't know anybody." Like, I can make up a, t- a thousand things like in that minute. And then it's like, okay, I'll ask her. Never ends up asking her. Then the mom forces him. I'm just, uh, that would, didn't make much sense to me. I thought it made sense. You know, uh, he said it was a school barbecue. Uh, she's 13. So it's it's not that big of a stretch for me. It's not something that's going to really make me, like, think about it for, like, 10 minutes. Like, man, this really takes away my experience of this great movie no it, it didn't take away my experience it took away my for a minute or two but once the movie got going and i'm like all right i can at least it, it did it for a good reason if yeah. the movie after like she dies and all that sucked this is where i would have pointed to and said this is where it went wrong i don't know if i would have but said the movie that picked up like, and it, that's that's kind I, of a nitpick i think i, I would have it's a nitpick i'm saying but here's the thing that would be a nitpick i'd be really bagging on if the movie sucked it didn't though I, it picked up, but it almost felt like once she dies, like the movie changes so drastically. Like it almost like felt like I'm watching two different movies in a way. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I've seen you know I mean? is that uh, a lot of people think this works really well as a family drama, but once it gets into the horror stuff of the last act, where things are like really going crazy with the naked cult people and Tony Collette crawling on walls, because um, I thought that's probably the one thing I can see like where the movie would fall apart for someone. So would you agree with that? I'm not sure about that because here's my thing. I don't think you really can classify this as a horror movie. Giving this the term horror does not work for me. I think it's so much more of a psychological thriller that just messes with you that it really is a horror movie. What would you, how would you define a horror movie then? A horror movie is to me, just more of a basic, like, trying to scare you movie. Where just like, okay, scary crap is happening. Scary stuff is happening. Ooh, look out. Like, they're getting messed with. You mean like This is scares. a movie, like, it's, uh, more, yeah, that focus is much more on jump scare. This is a movie that doesn't try to scare you. I mean, it scares you. It frightens you the more you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, that's why it's the more when you see stuff, you're like, "Oh my god, this is weird." It's not scary. It's just really, really weird, and it messes with you. And that's what I loved about it. That's so, why I so call much. it a psychological horror. You know, like wait, I I, I think it's more of a going way back a horror, though. Like but, yeah. horror movies never were based on like trying to just like scare you with things jumping out. It was always much more about atmosphere. Like the original Halloween wasn't. Uh, wasn't anything like horror movies you'll see today. So I think 
what like what you're getting at is more yeah. of just like a sign of the times changing. And this is much more of an old school horror movie in that way. All right. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a movie that really just messed with me. And I really, really yeah. appreciate that. That you can just go out of there and say, what the hell did I just watch? And I, to be honest, I almost thought I was going to have like some weird dreams that night. I know some people actually did have really weird dreams that night after watching this. I didn't. I mean, I had a really weird dream. It was nothing related to the movie, <laughs> but I did have a really weird dream that night. Uh, so I guess it's kind of fitting. Um, this movie, probably the reason I didn't love it as much as you did, that it takes so many different twists and turns, some of which make sense, and I think they all, I guess, worked out to make the movie what it is. But they all felt a little like jumpy from here to here to here to here. What were some of the ones that you felt like didn't? You see what, what I mean? What were some of the ones you felt like didn't make as much sense? or were like more jumpy. Um, the whole thing of him, of uh, well, when you see um Tony Collette like really trying to do this um seance like with her family, um, that felt jumpy. Then you see um her throwing the book in the fire and then it kills the husband. I'm like. All right, we're jumping here. And then we jump again where you see Joan's house like the second time and it's all just really messed up. Like stuff like that. And I don't know, it like went from like bit to bit to bit in a way that I would have enjoyed more if it felt more like a concrete story. Well, I think that's really just uh, all part of the atmosphere or, or like the tone of the movie making you feel like this is just madness where I think if it felt like a more conventionally told story, then it wouldn't have instilled so much discomfort because you really didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. I'm not saying I was looking for a more um, just like general story being told from like point A to point B, but it had, I don't know. I feel like maybe what I'm going at more is, maybe just do a little more of like setting up like these really weird moments that you think have like make no sense and have no impact. Like maybe set up a little more of why they happened or like what, like the meaning is in a way, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think you can just sort of draw your own meaning. Like what, what's something you felt like didn't really have an impact? Yes. (sighs) Didn't have an impact. Um, well, I think the whole I think the thing at the party they dragged on a little bit, where he just goes there and starts getting high. Yeah, that's just that would, to me was just useless. Yeah, I think they just did too much of it, because then you see him getting high again. Like I'll give him that. Like the second time he gets high under those bleachers, like you see the purpose of like him not feeling good. Like I get that, but like the first few times, it's like, okay, he's a dumb high school kid. I get it, but. More than that, it's like, all right, it didn't have much of an effect. And I think, but um, I did actually really like those stuff where you had, um, where Tony Clutt is just freaking out because, like, her daughter is, like, drawing in the book mm-hmm. that no one else yeah. can see. I, I did really, like, stuff like that I really, really enjoyed, where she's losing her mind, absolutely, and you have Alex Wolf losing his mind yeah. in a different way. Like, that stuff and, like, the way the relationship worked, I really enjoyed. I, okay, another thing I actually thought was a little bit, not useless, but a bit much, where they're at the dinner table, and then, like, they 
kind of just start fighting. Like they did that a little. Oh my god! Like, all right, we know they don't get along. But that like, was one of the best scenes in the movie. Like that yeah. was just all of the tension that's been building because mm. that's really the first time they've even been shown talking since since Charlie died, and that's just all of the tension, all, all like right. the hatred that's been building mm. up. It just is released at that moment, and you feel Tony Collette's anger at feeling unappreciated as a mother. Oh yeah, no, I. I didn't say I didn't say it was a bad scene. It just that was one of the first things that really just felt out there to me. And maybe it could have been I don't know. I didn't love it as much as you did. I thought it was a good scene. I really did. Like the the way they their performances in that were just terrific. I got to say, even the guy yeah. who plays the dad was pretty good. But um, I don't know. It just didn't hit me as much as it hit you. I think, but it was good. Um. Yeah, the only other thing, I really like how the story was just sort of like a Greek tragedy and that they were destined to to like lose, basically. Like the whole thing with the book, um, I was kind of confused when at first she put the book in the fire and it started burning her arm and then she threw it in later and it caught her husband on fire. And I saw an interview, I saw an interview after the fact with the director and he said that basically no matter what they did, this fate was going to happen to them because it was just uh, how it was meant to be. And in that way, it's just sort of a Greek tragedy and everything that makes it look like they could get out of it is really just the demon messing with them. Honestly, that really, I don't know. That's probably I thing I did not like as much. Not that I didn't like it, but I think you should have maybe then shown in the first one where instead maybe not maybe not burning her arm, have it burn like something else. Not saying her husband, or maybe like make the husband feel a little something, but like burn someone else or something else. Just I don't know. The demon's just get that impact. He's just a he's just a douche. Yes, the demon. All right, all right. That that was a thing um, I could see, but um. I mean, overall, I still really yeah. did enjoy this movie a lot. Good movie. I, I know I'm low on it. Oh, you're going to say that thing you <laughs> did last time. Good movie. The way you said good movie last time. Uh, you're a little more, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all about all I have to say on Hereditary. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, Please, I feel like you can go another hour oh, on how great this thing is. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think we've done a pretty good job. I mean, if they're gonna, I think that this, we did, you did a great job of like explaining what you thought was great about this movie and me sort of saying, yeah, you're right for the most part, but Thank not you. really. Um, but yeah, I gotta say that this whole endeavor. Even though I didn't love her chair as much as you, this was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you. I think we had another. Another great episode uh, of the newly named. I think this was a lot better than that first. And, uh, yes. Um, if you people listening to this have any feedback for us of how we can still improve this, because we are look, definitely looking for ways, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, just, I guess, tweet at us or use the hashtag movie morons and we'll look for it. Um, also, I'm going to just set up the way we're at least planning to do this for at least the summer is probably do mm-hmm. this every two weeks because of the large volume of movies that are coming out. Um, once September rolls around, it might be a little 
um, more sparingly that we do this just because of life and all that. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, we will probably uh, release another episode about two, two and a half weeks, you want to say? If I'm not mistaken. The end of June, yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, about two and a half, three weeks once we get through, like, I think I, I'm just looking looking ahead real quick. The movies we're going to be talking about, uh, Superfly, which, well, you already saw that. Uh, Incredibles 2, which I cannot wait for. I can't express how much I'm waiting for that. Tag looks funny. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is what it is. And then Incred- Uncle Drew and Sicario Day of the Soldado is how we're going to end the month, actually. So what are you excited for? I'm excited for The Hustle, starring Rebel Wilson. Hasn't that been moved? <laughs> Was it? Yeah, there's a reason I took it out, took it off of our sheet. It got moved, if I'm not mistaken. I assume you just moved it because no one is going to care about it, which mm-hmm. I couldn't blame you for. Uh, you want to know its new date? <laughs> May 10th, 2019. Oh my god, what? That's insane. I am you not even off? kidding. I, I don't know. And it was scheduled for uh, June 29th. And then I'm looking, I'm like, something doesn't look right when I was looking up the release schedule. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because I was thinking about the movies in my head. I'm like, wait, there's something I'm missing. What am I missing? I checked the sheet. Like, I see the hustle because I had put that in there earlier and I never heard of this. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I see May 10th, 2019. I'm like, okay. Wow. They really have a lot of faith in it. It's always a great sign when you move a movie back 11 months. Yeah, it's it's a great signs of a great 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 movie when you um, have the review embargo be up the day the movie is coming out. Yeah, if you're trying to get as little press and reviews of the movie as possible, it's never a good sign. Yeah, but oh yeah, I think we've got a really fun end of the month coming up. Yeah, I, I it'll be an interesting month. It's a definitely a different tone than what we've had. A bit of a lighter tone, I hope. <laughs> yeah, these movies don't look anywhere near as depressing, so that'll be fun. But this was a th- this really was a great start to the month. I mean, thank you, Will. I had so much fun doing this. Again. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, follow Alex on Twitter at Alex M Rubino. Follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Will from America. Wait, I don't get the Letterboxd follow, really. Yeah, follow Alex too. Really, whatever. Yeah. Willie, oh yeah, Will, uh, do you want to go through your haikus real quick? Because Will does this amazing thing where he writes little haikus about each of the movies. Um, and I definitely want uh, you to go go into them, if you don't mind, real quick. Some of them are just great. Some of them are okay. I'm going to make people go look can, at them can, themselves, because then... Why don't you, how about just give the hereditary one, then? <laughs> just give, like, a little taste okay. of what they can envision. I feel traumatized. Since when is Alex Wolf good? <laughs> I'm dying inside. Yes, Haikus. there you go. Poetry. I bet your English teacher taught you well. Uh-huh. She taught me how to count syllables. <laughs> good job. We're so proud of you. Thank you. And on that note, I bet she's listening in it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to everyone who did. Um, Enjoy this. Tell us how good or bad we are at this, please. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.